1: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift, I'm just doing a quick intro, so I'm not in the studio right now, Um, but this week's guest is Hannah Burner, very excited for you guys to listen to the episode, you're going to absolutely love it, she was just brilliant and we have so much fun and we have lots of chats and we mainly talk about her marriage to Des and how they met and then we also just talk about comedy and cats and her uh, woman in the street videos, Hannah in the street, so lots of fun. But I just wanted to let you know the video for this episode is up on the Patreon so forward slash the shift podcast which is like pay what you want um and then the YouTube is gonna have the episodes up there two weeks later from the audio episode so if you want to see Jared's episode that is up on Katie Boyle comic on YouTube and the other thing too with the Patreon is I do solo episodes so this week uh I did an episode about After Sun, which I just loved. So I talk a lot about movies, and then I also talk about my own personal, like more private stuff. Um, not that it's that private because I'm obviously talking about it on a podcast, but also, um, it's just I just don't get time to talk about it on the actual podcast because I'm chatting with the guests, and I can get a bit more intimate on a solo podcast. So it's pay what you want. Please go sign up. Would love that. And also, lastly. If you are in New York City, uh, I'm going to be headlining Littlefield on the 30th of April. It's the largest room I'll have done in New York City. So I'd love if you could come. It uh, would make me look great. Uh, also, I just love you to be there. And it's going to be uh, new material. And uh, not technically like new, but the material I've been working on ever since my album and the material I didn't put in my album. Because my album's going to be coming out at the end of the month. Uh, probably like either the end of the month or May. They're still working on some stuff with it. They just have to like set it all into tracks there's like a whole process you know so that they can put it on spotify and everything but once it is out i'll put the link in whatever episode that uh, aligns to but so if you're in new york city would love you to come to Littlefield the 30th um of april i'll put the ticket link in the description and uh yeah please come It'd be so great to see a, a nice crowd there and to get uh to get to run all the material that's not on my album um and then other than that, oh, I've also started an email list as well. So if you want to send me your email and then I can send you like newsletter or we're not going to be in your area, if you want to go to my website, it's com. The very first page that will come up is a box saying, give me your email address and let me know where you are. So um, starting using the mail, MailChimp thing. um. So I hope I'm using it right. But I think that's all for my little quick intro because I just wanted to get all that done and... uh I'll start this episode. and um, yeah, really excited. I hope you guys enjoy the F and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Shift. This week's guest is the amazing Hannah Burner. I'm so excited. Um, for any new listeners or watchers, uh, I don't know what you call people who watch this on YouTube, so I'm going to call you watchers, but every episode is up a week early on the Patreon, so Patreon forward slash The Shift Podcast and I put solo episodes where I talk about my private life and then um, also just like movies that I watch, uh, <laughs> which is fun, you know, I'll be like talking in depthly about like after That I'm not putting that like emotionalness experience on the real platform only fans <laughs> for movie buffs yeah. I'm like this made me cry um, <laughs> so yeah so please sign up to the Patreon forward slash the shift podcast rate review and then what was else about the, the Patreon that I was meant to say I can't remember now oh no, I can't remember. But yeah, rate, review and all that. And even just put this up on your background if you want to. But other than that, welcome Hannah Murder. Okay,
0: housekeeping. Look at you so organized with the admin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here.
1: I know. Thanks for being here. This is so exciting. I'm, I'm so, so happy. excited. I'm I, excited to
0: expose my sex life with Des Bishop.
1: Which I, okay, doesn't, you know, I specifically was like, we don't have to talk about Des. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah was like, we'll give the people what they want. <laughs>
0: No, I think it's just... It's funny to call out that the podcast originated from you two. When I think I first met him, you guys were doing it, right? So I... We were like weirdly connected. Like, I kind of knew you, and I don't know. It's a beautiful little.
1: It's also nice as well because I feel like we've gotten because you guys met in the pandemic. So, it's not like if you hadn't met before, you know, me and Des would have been doing the podcast in real life. Mm -hmm. We would have met, you know, true that we would have like had tea or, you know, but then there was like a whole space of time where people weren't allowed to meet up with people. We were in, me and Des were in each other's bubbles or whatever. You guys were out in the Hamptons. Yeah. So uh, then when me and you started meeting each other and getting to know each other, it was outside of Des because it was at like New York Comedy Club. So I like hosting. And uh, I have to say one thing that I loved about you was, I remember there was one night and all the comics who are kind of like, I don't know like that had worked that you hadn't worked at this room yet this was your first time working that room yeah. and so all the comics who were like kind of um a uh, like you know have like a bit of a chip on their shoulder a bit of whatever I uh, would say like I need to go up this time but then they were like running the light and they worked there so I knew that they knew and then you uh, ran the light but you didn't you didn't see and I said to the Producer, I was like did you show her where the light is i don't think she's worked there and he was like no so i give you my light and you got off and it was only like literally a minute you yeah. were like so nice about it and you're like i'm so sorry and i was like oh my god it was like literally a minute you're totally fine and then all these guys who worked there who were like so ob- we're like running it by five minutes <laughs> asking to go up early I feel like,
0: that's so I- women in comedy I- like i'm like i am so sorry that i went over like, by 45 yeah. seconds i ruined the show uh, what can i what can i do for you i'll pay you a hundred dollars i am so sorry but you know what it is I think, yeah, I definitely didn't know where the light was. And then when you see the light, you think, oh, my God, how long have I been up here? You start looking around and in your
1: head. You're like, Sh- did I do an hour accidentally? But uh, that that happened to me recently where I ended up doing like 25 minutes hosting in New York. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this feels like the longest set to host. You know what's going on? And then they gave me like uh, the light, but they put it on a, a different guy who wasn't meant to be the first guy. Yeah. And I was like, OK, cool, cool, cool. And so I brought him up. But then I got off and I saw and I go, oh, my God, did they, was that like the extra light? Like, had the bull broke? Did I roll? And then when I came out, they were like, oh, no, the first comic just didn't come. So you had to just stay on <laughs> that. That happens with hosts sometimes. Like, they're like, they just keep going. Do you ever see
0: like a red light just in the normal world and get triggered? <laughs> you yeah. be like, ah, I got to get off stage. But the thing with comedy is there's no rules except don't run the light. Yes. So when you start comedy, it's like the only big red flag. <laughs> and when I first started, I was so scared of running the light that whenever the light would go on, I would like get off. And they're like, no, like that means you have a couple minutes. And I'm like, but I'm not, I don't know my jokes enough to know, like it's, it's an art to be able to like have the light, know the light. And sometimes you do 10, sometimes you do 12. Sometimes, so you, have, it's a, it's an art form. Yeah. But, um, I have a big fear of running the light because like whenever someone does you know all the comics are like they're fucking run the light they're the worst they should you know be cancelled
1: but all those comics are the ones then that run the light yeah. like every time I've seen a comic complain about someone running the light they've gone up and run the light like I mean the levels of narcissism in this job I'm like
0: what just happened <laughs> also like you love telling jokes that much that you're like I need to get these three minutes even though everyone's going to be mad at me for like two months
1: yeah it's either like yeah that they're like killing and they're enjoying it too much which is because sort like selfish like you're like you're booked you're fine you're gonna be on you're literally on the 11pm as well like <laughs> calm down and then, or it's like, they're bombing. No, and they're trying to get out the out on joke. And I'm, like, I'm looking at the audience being like, fucking laugh so this comic will get off I stage. saw
0: someone like start a joke after being lit like four minutes ago. Start a joke like, isn't religion crazy? And I'm like, are we about to unpack all of religion? Yeah, when like, you've already ran the light. Like, where could this go? But yeah, when people keep trying to get a laugh and then it's almost like the crowd can feel your attention that you're trying to get a laugh. And
1: it's like, this might never happen. No, or when they get the light and then they go into cry crowd work i'm like oh "Oh, god because like sometimes it's like oh it could be just like a but it's, it's a lot of time it's like oh so are you guys dating and it's like we don't know how long they're gonna explain about how they did for god's sake
0: yeah you don't know where this is gonna go crowd work can take forever i also i've done the like got the light and got off and the host is, like, smoking weed in the other room, like, all the time. I w- and I, I, w- just, I just leave. I just go, thanks. <laughs> and I walk You're on.
1: You're <laughs> dead, right? I, like, I take my job <laughs> and so, like, Oh, yeah, overly- as a host,
0: you, like, have all these OCD things to make sure that you don't fuck up, which is, like, honestly... You are great at your job.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'll stay in the room. Because a lot of the time as well, uh, you know, if it's something like if it's like a comic who I know all the time is just doing their regular bits and I don't need to stay in the room or whatever. But a lot of time I'll stay in because sometimes the comics will l- talk to me on stage. Remember oh, yeah that time we, you did We that. had a yeah. fun little thing. And that happens a lot where like someone will be like, oh, Katie, did, did that guy or something or... It, I have to keep an eye as well. If someone's, like, talking, then I want to go up and be like, hey, I know you were trying to have fun. But, like, yes. so, because I, I feel like that's, like, part of my job. Hosting
0: is, like, there's a reason you get paid more. Yeah. Because the hosts really do, like, create the vibe. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the glue. They let everyone know that, like, it's okay to be ourselves tonight yeah, and forget yeah. about our problems yeah. but I do love when comics
1: will like bomb and be like yeah the fucking host did not warm him up yeah. and I'm like okay let's not this, this comic <laughs> this comic bombed once and then I went to a like a party afterwards it was just like a, a group of people drinking but they were like very low and I was just talking and they were like oh I just I had, I just, I had a bad set and then, and then they go did you just do all crowd work and I go you literally saw the last two minutes of my set because you were definitely in the room when I got a light I was doing jokes
0: also and then he who was cares like, if
1: you did all crowd but work but then he was like oh okay but i knew because he was trying to justify because he he fe- i'm sure if he was like well if they're then they were too chat like whatever no bitch i did you saw me on like, stage doing just there's a billion the
0: reasons end. why people can bomb yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and it's on you yeah <laughs> but some hosts get really paranoid like they'll be like do you do you think i did good like the crowd is good i'm like you don't need to put that all in your yeah. shoulders you really don't
1: but that's greenness yeah. Like, I feel like, which is totally fine. I do feel like, you know, it's it's crazy how you don't realize that it's just time lets you feel like secure. And because, you know, now I'm like, if even if someone was just kind of like trying to blame me, I'd feel secure enough to be like, mm, I just be, like smile or whatever. But yeah. if it was like a few years ago, I'd want the like validation like, oh, no, no, I tried my best. You know what I mean? I'd be kind of like. But it's lovely how time or just age even uh, you just get
0: tired. You I just, don't have, I
1: don't care. You, you blame me if you want. If that mental
0: you health moment night. for sure though. Like I realize so much of life is distorted by like the story you choose to tell yourself Mm -hmm. like after a conversation how many times have you been like i'm so awkward that was horrible i'm so weird when they didn't feel that way but you then kept that with yourself and made it part of your identity when it literally wasn't real even sometimes with comedy you ever like have a set and you're like oh that was so awkward when i said that and then you re-watch it and you realize the audience Did not feel that way. And you literally lied to yourself. Like, your brain plays so many tricks on you. And especially with relationships with other people. So, it's like, you can actually... Once I learned that you can choose to not be hard on yourself. Or not, like, stir up shit in your brain. Like, life becomes... A lot easier because I was a like, I thought I had to be on top of everything and make sure everyone's happy. And then you realize, like, you're gonna lose regardless. Are you happy?
1: Yeah, no, that's amazing advice. No, oh, thanks. <laughs>
0: I ju- I've been in some therapy recently.
1: <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> and I do think that's like, I think a lot of people who go into comedy have all those, like, in their head and, Oh, I I have so many people be like, I said this, do you think? And I'm like, no, especially with comedians. They're so in their head themselves. They're they're focusing on what they said, not what you said. But you're so right that comics are similar in that way. Because
0: I was a tennis player and my biggest fault as a tennis player was like I had so much going on in my head. And I was so aware of everything around me. And the best tennis players were really like... I don't want to say dumb jocks, but they were like so good at getting in the zone where I always was like, okay, that person just left. I think that person thinks I suck. I think that girl just cheated me. And why is that ref doing that? But that's what makes me so good at comedy, because I'll be like doing a joke. I know exactly what's going on over there. I have four jokes lined up. I'm changing the jokes in my head. So it's like it's like use what's bad in one career could be good for another career, because if we all weren't like insanely overly have too many voices in our head, we couldn't be comics.
1: Yeah, it's all ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> I've said this on the podcast a lot, but the more I learn up you know what's so funny? So I was told as a kid it was ADD that yes. I had a I probably had ADD and my parents are like, no, she's just like really hyper. So <laughs> Now it's ADHD and that's like, oh, maybe if it had been ADHD at the time, maybe they would have been like, oh, yeah. But
0: but they say with women, it shows differently. Like, like boys were like, you know, throwing things and like chucking themselves like all over the classroom where girls, it could be more internal sometimes. Just like zoning out the window. Yeah. I would miss
1: a whole class. (laughs) My concept of time. I would just zone out and then be like, and it's so, there's so. But many you were things. like exhausted afterwards because you were like fighting many battles. I was daydreaming. <laughs> I was in a different dimension. Yeah. But like, um, and it's funny because I thought like myself loads of coping mechanisms, like because I'd have friends growing up who'd be like, you're not listening. So I'd be like, oh, I'm not. So then I'd be like, make extreme. what, And I'd be repeating the words that they said in my head so that I'd make sure I'd respond properly. And now it's like really natural. But I recently was out for dinner with my friends and uh, one of the girls was talking and I was just like looking at her and I was probably like staring and she was like, what are you staring at? And I was like... (laughs) I am active listening. Do you want me to interrupt you? And she was like, I just, I think I would feel more comfortable if she did do that. Because. She's like, look away from me when I talk to you.
0: I, f- I feel like I would, I'm an active listener where I'll say like yes and I'll nod so much during it. And then I realize other people don't do that. But I think it's because I have to literally like tell myself. Also, they say that people with ADHD interrupt people more, which I definitely do. I'm working on but I do it because if I don't say it I'll forget it yes. and then I'm no if I pause after you talk to me it means I wasn't listening
1: yeah no no <laughs> if I don't interrupt you I wasn't listening it's so true about that that's something I've had to work on where I'm like okay they've said this and I want to remember the t- okay Batman but now oh, they're, but be, they're changing oh god <laughs> don't forget about Batman. oh but hear what they're saying now okay but now they're talking about the sun and I'm like <laughs> especially podcast
0: but also that's very like New York culture I feel like it's just you talk you talk on top of people and that's how you get your point across. <laughs> you just talk at the same time. And that means we're having a good conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so funny because I was with my friend once and... We were trying to talk about how, like, because I had said I had said to someone like uh, about how, like, oh, I was like, oh, you, like you cut me off, and they they took it as like an insult, but I didn't mean it as an un- insult. And then I was talking to my friend, and as I was saying, like, oh, I didn't mean as it. And she was like, we always cut each other
0: off, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, cut me off while saying it. It's a compliment if I cut you off. That means I'm fucking into the conversation. Yeah, and also like like sometimes exciting. I'm like, we know what you were gonna say. Like, I know the last couple words. We know where that was gonna Either go. Let's yeah, we have shit to- we have shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is it is good chemistry. I think when two people like. Or just vibing and not worried about, you know, being polite during a conversation.
1: What you said about um, mental health was interesting as well because I feel like your podcast is very mental health- based yeah what kind of got you to that point to because like okay so we you know you had I know that you were writing jokes for a long time before you did Mm stand-up and then you did the reality show and then you moved into stand-up and it's so funny because like I feel like for you you probably are like oh people know me in Ireland because of Des but like all of my friends knew you before Des okay don't make my head big (laughs) yeah no they were like they like love you they're like so oh my god they were like texting me for like a year being like when are you gonna get Hannah on And I was like I'm gonna wait till I have a studio you know I want it to be professional and then someone was like recently also do you realize I'm like like a piece of shit. Like I would have done you it. You would have
0: overweight mom <laughs> I would have just... done it outside, anywhere. I've, I I would have done it anywhere. But thank you for spoiling me with this beautiful studio. But it's funny because I really want to be an honorary Irish person. Like it's such a big part of my life now. I think Irish people are so funny. Also, I think they're so good looking. And I just like love <laughs> Irish people. But I grew up in Brooklyn and Park Slope where it was predominantly Jewish and um irish american okay so all my best friends growing up my boyfriends they were all irish american yeah. so i kind of always wanted to be with an irish american are you jewish i'm 25 percent jewish
1: and what's the other 75
0: i'm half italian and oh. then just like russian german Austrian. i thought and you were italian i'm very new york
1: yeah you give me very like yeah i'm just new like york pure
0: anything. new york bread. <laughs> but i always loved an irish american man yeah. but then des has brought me to ireland and i I fucking fell in love with it. So then when I'm with you, I'm kind of like just two Irish girlies, yeah. you know. But that, it, I also think a sense of humor in Ireland and the UK is like, I really like it. I like the sarcasm, I like the wittiness and I like the self-deprecation. But long story short, mental health, I've I've dealt with a lot like as an athlete in terms of like I had performance anxiety and I thought I was crazy cuz like i would like forget how to do certain things and freeze from anxiety but i was sports you're just taught to like never be nervous just show up be so strong all the time so then when i started working for betches that was where i was like writing memes and tweets and writing comedy sketches i started to meet all these like celebrities cuz they'd come in for interviews cuz betches had this big following so i'd meet these singers and these reality tv stars And I was always obsessed with like, if I'm successful, that means I'll be happy because when I won tennis matches, like everyone treated me better and I was happy. But I meet all these people who are really successful and I was like, are they happy? Like is life that simple? Like is LeBron James the happiest person in the world? So I wanted to create a podcast where I talk to people that everyone looks up to about like the real shit, like their actual demons, like what keeps them up at night, like what they struggle with to kind of. And it was almost for me selfishly to be like, what's the meaning of happiness? Like, has money made you happy? Has fame made you happy? And I've learned a fucking lot. And I've learned that everyone has like their own demons. And some people are so successful because they have such deep wounds and insecurities that they're trying to overcome. Mm -hmm. It's like whatever drives you, bitch. But yet some people, some of the happiest people are the people that aren't like chasing fame and money because they just feel content in their life.
1: Sorry, (laughs) if I'd gone to therapy 10 years ago, I think I'd just like live on a farm. (laughs) Because when I go home now, I'm like, this is a nice life.
0: No, literally, you're like, why do we torture ourselves all the time? But But it was
1: fascinating. The woman from Dragon's Den, I think that, is it called Dragon's Den here or is it Shark Tank? Shark 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 Tank. Tank. She said that she picks, if someone comes in and they tell a story about how their father left as a child, she's like, I'm going to invest in that Did Barbara Corcoran say that? I think is it the girl with the short hair and yes, her kids are dyslexic? love my life. She said, she's, a, she's dyslexic too. Yeah, she said that. Uh, they have something to prove to the world. And then the woman talked about, well, how do you feel about your kids? Because you have money, so they're already going to have a leg up and they're not going to have that fighter. And she said, I was kind of happy that they had to struggle with dyslexia because it gave them something to overcome. Because she yes. was like, of course, I'm going to help them with money. I'm the parent. Yes. But I don't want them to just get have everything given to them. And this this overcoming this in school and having to like relearn like stuff with their brain. Anyway, she said that that was... Like, I actually am happy that they had they had that. But she said she will invest if you're like, yeah, my mom abandoned me at a truck stop. She's like, yeah, I'm putting That's my money in That's fucking
0: amazing. I also feel like I'm like that with dating, too. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you've been through
1: stuff. Like, you're so strong. I know. It's so bad. Do you don't I- help me? He- I can heal you. I used to be like that. Like, I remember I'd be dating people and Des would be like, that person's like crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Des has a weird like he... If a guy's tall or cute, I'm like they're amazing. And Dez sees them for them. Yeah. And he's a Scorpio energy where he immediately he has like weird psychic skills where he can tell people like a year later I'll find out that they're um not a nice person or something and he told me like off the bat where I'm like they're fine they're I'm like naive in that way where I'm like they make jokes they're me cool too. but he like he is really good at reading people. I get distracted by like one joke. I'm like they're hysterical.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I always like people be like, oh, this person's really shady, and I'm like, oh, they're so nice to me. But then I always have to go, you know what though? I I I like everybody, so I don't know if my (laughs) very very valued. Uh, but no, I like my boyfriend has like no trauma, and like we're together two years, we live together. I mean, he has like little things, like um, you know, he he struggles with like uh, you know, he says sometimes like he'll like overeat or like these little things, like maybe same. But yeah, like Who normal, doesn't? like normal, regular. He's not like it's called a Friday night, but yeah, his parents are together and they like love him. Yeah. Like his mother sent me a cake for my special, and I was like. I was like, what does this mean? Like, what is going on? I don't understand. My parents don't even know that I'm, I don't even talk to one of my parents. But, uh, but yeah, it's actually really nice. It's nice not trying to like fix someone. It,
0: you're so right. Cause we're not, you know, project managers. I'm not <laughs> project man- I'm not a babysitter. I do think that's why, like, Des was the first guy I was with who was like really fully whole on his own.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and so I didn't feel like, cause guys are always cute in the beginning, but then like after six months, you're like, Okay, I'm, uh, there's a full, like, to-do list that we have with, like, your life, and, like, what is the give and take here? Because, like, I'm, yeah, I'm not your mother, and I'm not a caretaker. I never was. I make it very clear in the beginning. I'm not cleaning your room, i not doing your laundry, and, like, I'll, I'll emotionally talk. Oh, Des is calling. Do you want to, to oh, say yeah, hi? Oh, yeah, say hi. Wait. That's so funny. Des, you're on speaker. I'm on the shift.
1: Oh, you're on the shift. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you're,
0: you're on the pod. Do you want to say anything?
1: I'm officially on the pod. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we're in the the studio right now.
1: Listen, all the tricks that I ever tried on you, I I discussed on the shift. (laughs) What? That's crazy. What tricks are you talking about? this, this is where I hone my skills. You know oh, you did you do a Facetime before you met? <laughs> that's what I was like. You gotta do a phone call. You gotta do a phone call. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's actually good advice. I, I, I mean, I didn't suggest Facetime. I'm not a big Facetime guy. Oh, it was a phone call. Right. I definitely you're right. was saying that you can weed out. You can weed out a lot of like waste of time dates by having like an initial phone call. You,
0: you, know? you dated people before me.
1: No, that was training. As I always say, that's called training. It's like going to the gym. Well, yeah. look at
0: this guy. I right had it lo- on the pod. I had a lot of training before my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a training. great surprise drop-in, Dez. I'll call you after.
1: Okay, wonderful. Have a good time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, well, he gave good advice too. <laughs> have to say Des definitely did like change my life in a lot of ways because don't give him that credit well yeah well you know, <laughs> you know and it's like you know um, but I will say like when it comes to podcast because I was I was getting like regret the next morning doing po- the podcast and I felt like it was I like, had to be like so open and stuff like that and yeah. that was like a lot but then it helped me like uh, like rid a lot of shame that I had with sex and then true like all the people we interviewed and stuff eventually led to like being with someone like my partner because that's the, so
0: cool yeah
1: because like I had like loads of, shame and also with you're sex. with
0: a guy who's kind of like I know there's all these stereotypical scientific whatever that people say but he's like I'm a dude and I'm letting you know like you're good you're human I'm human yeah. I mean doesn't I we hooked up the second day like sex <laughs> but also this was during covid
1: oh yeah so that's like the tenth date you no, but like i also I so. hadn't
0: been touched by a man in like seven months Yeah, and our first date i was like really scared of covid like we he like offered me some of his like yogurt or something and i was like i can't but we talked like the whole time and the second date we played golf and then after that i was like can i see your house because <laughs> <laughs> like we were we were tiling stuff up i was like ready and so that it was almost like a second date in the whatever I'm trying to it's make so, sense yeah. of it but I know the second we had sex you know I gave him that like I don't know and he's like shut the fuck up like this is look we like each other oh. it's all good but he's a no games Yeah, and maybe doing the shift helped him too to come to terms with you know his own I don't know I, I feel like he was probably
1: always he's a quite direct person
0: he's a very direct Which is oh my god good. My fa- my favorite story of him is he like <laughs> <laughs> early on you know I I was I was used to guys playing games and like I'll play games and I had my own intimacy issues where I'm like I don't need to. I don't I also was like he's a comedian this is gonna end badly so I might as well have fun with it and once he called me and he was just like look I like you if you want to play games that's cool but I'm just not interested fair play
1: oh I've never God, no really one's attractive. ever said that
0: to, my tail went between my legs <laughs> I immediately was like he was vulnerable in that moment mm. and that was so hot cuz also if i wasn't actually, if i was wasting his time then that was the moment where he could like get out of it yeah yeah and i was like from that moment on like the relationship was just serious and i was used to guys who were both like wanting up each other and who likes who and can you trust me i don't know and he was just really upfront and himself and it took confidence to say that so anyway that was hot
1: definitely i feel like um that that's really hot when lads are vulnerable. When lads accept rejection, it's really hot as well. Because like there was a girl my boyfriend had asked out, and um she she rejected, and he he because he, he was like, oh would you like to grab a coffee? She's a comedian as well. And she was like, I am not like if it's like as a date thing. And he was like, it was as a date thing because uh, he's so good. He's not gonna gaslight her. Yeah. And then B was like, but I I, I totally understand. Um and thank you for that's responding. so
0: hot. Suddenly you're like, do you want to go on a date? <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. And then like we started dating, and then she was like telling me this like she was like it was really nice the way, and I was like oh my god that's like I'm like that's so attractive it's like yeah yeah he didn't get her but he's i'm i find that attractive it's like oh you're not gonna you're not a dickhead
0: and also he doesn't know the girl so it's like it's not like this huge heartbreak he's he's trying to get to know people exactly and they say guys biggest fear is rejection and girls biggest fear is getting murdered so it's very it's very funny the correlation but i do have to say it was a a green flag that like you were so close to des because there's some guys that like not that they need a, a bunch of girlfriends i think could be a red flag but like having a girl like you who i respect being on a pod with someone and like having this like healthy relationship shows that like he's a like it's almost like a girl stamp of approval like if other girls are just cool being around him yeah and spending that kind of intense time with him like if he was a dick you couldn't have made it like as long as you guys did.
1: Oh no, absolutely. No, I totally think it's really healthy when you see guys have like good female friendships. Yeah. Um and he never there was never one second that it even felt like like there's He's very so, protective. Yeah, there's been so many um guys that I've worked with where it's gone like oh ooh you yeah. know, like ooh, yeah, and like whereas a like as a naive woman, I'm always like giving everybody the benefit for the, for the doubt, Same. I mean, never felt like that with Des. Do You know, oh it always God, yeah. felt like like a big brother or like like your cousin. Even like how he Irish talks American about you, cousin. like he cares
0: about you so much, and is very he he is like protective in a way. And I also I used to have roommates who were guys, and we used to go out and girls would come up to them cause they'd see me with the table of dudes cause I literally was like a symbol like these men are safe which is like so weird but it uh, I, they would like talk to me and I'd be like yeah he's cool he's save it from him he's cool <laughs> but yeah the shift was such an interesting thing cause I, I think I probably listened to some episodes too when I was first getting to meet him I don't remember but I was in like full stock mode cause it, we weren't with each other so I had to be but yeah he's talking about like sex and stuff so I think I didn't want to hear all of it <laughs> so it was like a thin line of like what do you <laughs> yeah. want to hear what you don't. But anyway, shout out to Des.
1: Yeah. I think um for you two as well. It's nice that you met during the pandemic. Whereas for other couples the pandemic kinda ruined them. But for you guys it gave that quality time, you know, without outside yeah. voices and just to get spend time with each other and not be distracted by like shows Yes. And- well I do think it was almost like the
0: ultimate test and if you can do that, it's like what we're doing now I mean, we went from being together twenty four seven, we moved in after two months together And but it's like dog years, so times seven Um, during COVID. But now we're on the road all the time. We're like he's in Ireland, but we we got really good at communicating. So like we talk on the phone so much during the day. It's almost like we're closer when we're away from each other. Like when we're in the same room, we're like watching TV. But when he travels and I travel, we have a good like way of doing it i mean you know as being with another comic like the schedule is not ideal for like the traditional lifestyle of a woman and a man we're not like getting home at night and like you know cooking dinner together like he's waking up to go do the cellar at 2 (laughs) 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 a.m he's been sleeping all night (laughs) so we like get brunch together we just have to navigate it in unique ways
1: i do love it i love like my boyfriend will travel a lot because also he is his like side job is like photography booth or something yeah (laughs) Not important. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I kind of understand He has a little game that he does. But I love it because we live together and then he goes away and then I go away. But it's also like time to miss each other. And then like when you're, you know, you make the effort then when you're back. And yeah, so I do like, I do like that we get to try. And I like the independence as well. And I like having the apartment to myself sometimes. Oh, yeah. And my cat loves me more. So I get all this attention. My cat's so funny because I think he smells the testosterone of Leland or something. Not that like, Leland's not like, but there's something around when my Leland's around, the cat is like uh, on the ground he's not coming up and calling us he's kind of and then when Leland's not there he's like my little shadow he's like under my yeah. legs at the toilet yeah. he's like up on my chest yeah. and it's like I think he wants to show that he's like a man around Leland but when Leland's not there he's so, a little baby it's
0: literally like a boyfriend like when your friends leave he's like can you hold me yeah. but he's trying to act tough when people are around <laughs> Des is a very complicated relationship with my cat Butter who notoriously only trusts me she was found in a dumpster in the Bronx oh. only loves me does not fuck with anyone else like will hide but like with me on my chest all day. Des fed her every morning for six months before she let him touch her. Um, And now when i'm gone she will cuddle with him oh i love she's the he's the only person she'll cuddle with but when i come back she pretends she doesn't know who he is and des was like we spent all night together what the hell (laughs) she's gaslighting him (laughs) she literally is playing she's a fuck boy She's (laughs) playing mind games with him but to see butter accept des like she's cool with him but like she'll obviously sleep with me in the bed than him but she'll like settle for him when i'm gone and he knows he, she's using him for his body. Cats are crazy. I have a joke about
1: it on my upcoming special. Yeah. Um, but because my cat, Wilson, at home, who I just adore, and he, like, even when I was gone... For two years before I could get the visa to go back. and uh, I, When I he lived with me, I would call him and he would meow to let me know he was coming home uh, for his food. So he'd be like, meow, 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 meow like across the street. And then he hadn't seen me for two years and I <gasps> called him and up the field he was like, meow, 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 meow. And my dad was like, he literally doesn't do that for anybody else. It's like crazy. That,
0: I always say like, I love dogs too. And I actually fell in love with Des when he was fostering pit bulls. Like the way he handled those pit bulls, like with such care and patience and passion i was like this man can handle me if he can handle yeah. this abused pit bull Absolutely. <laughs> and he had no fear but i always say that like dogs love people cats love you
1: oh yeah they're they're <laughs> so much more loyal they are the
0: most loyal yeah. fucking and i love that and that's why like some i feel like if i meet a dog like i could take someone's dog and the dog will never oh. think of you again yeah which like they're just great. And some people are like, that's what I want. Just something that's awesome. We're like, Mike, if Butter got kidnapped by someone, she would protest. She would like, she wouldn't, it, she would say, give me back to my owner. Or like, I don't want to live this life. Yeah, yeah, And maybe I need to talk to a therapist because that's the love I
1: want. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't want someone who just loves people. But isn't it great you can get it from the cat? Like, I think about how much, like, emotional support I get. All this neediness I get from the cat. My cat like, saved my life for But sure. they are, like, they're smart because my dad was complaining. And this is, like, the joke I have. But he, he was complaining that the cat in, like, the seven years he's had him or eight years since I've moved uh, he wasn't like eating any mice and he I'd left him on like the farm and my dad had thought it'd be good yeah. cat to eat one mice. job and then <laughs> he's like complaining and then that night my cat ate a mouse in front of him and well it was actually in, in the joke I say in front of him but it was actually in front of me but I was still kind of like this cat is fucking gaslighting my cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this cat is- smarter i mean
1: <laughs> cats they definitely
0: they joke that cats know their names but they choose when they want to yes! respond so it's like it's
1: not like they're dumb they just are so true. butter runs my household. <laughs> yeah it's so true because like, i'll call mojo all the time and look home and then other times i'll be like mojo roger and i'll just look at and he's just looking at me
0: he's like not today um, um but that is a point of contention though because is like i'm a dog person I like dogs and you you don't you yeah, guys don't have a dog right now so the thing is Butter's not like she doesn't vibe with a dog and also having a dog is so hard as a traveling comic yeah I would love a little like rescue furry chihuahua that I could just like put in my bag mm. and like bring to all my shows but I feel like it would be a problem it don't no. what do I do? to leave it with the feature it while all, I'm on stage
1: it does look a little mental <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro mental here It's giving so. 2000s like Paris Hilton which is back You know sometimes I you see someone bring like a, a, a pet places, and you're like are you okay? Definitely will be an emotional support animal. Sometimes yeah. when
0: you're on the road though, you're like, this would be more fun if I had a little animal. I me. would I honestly probably will Taylor end up bring my cat. Backpack, I'm gonna fr- her- if your cat's good at traveling, I say do it. I
1: know. I will probably one day. I was thinking like how nice it must be. Especially on the road, you're lonely. Yeah. I don't know how with the cat, but we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna leash train him. I'm gonna be I had like all these bits in my special about how like uh animal people in new york are like crazy because they have them as like replacement kids and i've become exactly what I- so i'm gonna have to do a new special where i apologize to everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the shade i gave that's a great way to have two specials
0: the first one you say stuff and the second one you apologize I for everything person. you said and you go i am the problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah animals are life and i do want a long-term like open like a cat sanctuary or like a pitbull sanctuary i will volunteer like, uh, yes at the cat one not the, pit the cat i know the, the des is like very into them and i got like really into pitbulls.
1: yeah I, I think i prefer cats because they don't smell and pitbulls are nice but they always drool on you and i'm always like well yeah there's the smelling thing and the picking up the poop these
0: are things yeah. that cats cat just, people don't yeah. cat people are so clean like it's so clean they're just they're gorgeous also i love to sniff her i'll snort her like yeah. i love the way they smell like maple syrup they're so
1: good yeah um you know when you were saying before is all well, of it when you and des got together and i feel like des said this like on one of the og episodes or maybe he said it on his i can't remember where he said it yeah but he said like one of the things that he like loved about you when you first met uh, is that he was like <laughs> i am gonna fuck up this story
0: <laughs> is Whoa, it the pizza one the pizza one, tell us the pizza oh story. my god <laughs> oh of course oh my god this is so fun i just like gush about the good old days no um <laughs> I I used to do this a lot, though. It was, like, kind of a line where (laughs) where you really know if the guy is, like, fucks with you or not. Because it doesn't always work. They might be like, this girl's weird. But I like the guy to pay for the date initially. Like, I got ready for the date. If I give you my pussy, like, you can pay for it. And I could get pregnant, so mm, pay me. Definitely. I'll let them pay for a couple dates. But I'm very, like, I like to eventually pay for stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm indebted to people or owe them anything, but I wait for like a very cheap date. Like I wait for like a coffee or like, in this case we went to get like a slice of pizza. So I like looked at him and I was like, I'll get it, I got this. And he's like, oh cool. So then I go up and we're standing there and I give my card and I look at the guy and I go, he makes me pay for everything. And the guy starts laughing, Dez starts laughing. And I was like, oh, so we kind of have the same sense of humor. Yeah. But also what made me fall for him was when I like immediately got in his car Um, And my dad, like, basically, this is my first date in seven months, and my dad last second was like, "Oh, I have a tea time. Uh, I'm dropping you off half an hour early to this date, and it's like 95 degrees out." And I'm like, "Seriously, dad? Like, you you keep telling me oh, you have to, you're single. What's going on?'" And I'm like, "I finally have a date, and now you have a tea time, and now I have to sit in the 95 degree whatever." Is tea time golf? It's golf. Yeah, he had like a a golf thing. Yeah, tea. Let's have some tea and some biscuits. So then my. I get there, and I have to wait, like, 30 minutes. I'm sweating. I get in his car, and the first thing I say is, like, my fucking dad. And he looks at me, and he goes, at least your parents are alive. <laughs>
1: oh. and yeah, but sorry. Also, Des is a bit older. <laughs>
0: no, true. But I just start dying laughing. Yeah. Like, we started off with, like, the darkest, most morbid yeah. sense of humor. And, yeah, early on, it was, like, we make each other laugh, and... um
1: Oh, I love this. Yeah. I'm so
0: happy. Yes. I love love. <laughs> I love love too. Yeah. But I was like, I was 29, single in quarantine, living with all these cats and my mom. And I remember her being like, "So, what do we think is like wrong?" And I remember being like, "Nothing's wrong. Everyone I've met has not been the one. I've tr- I've like learned a lot about myself. It's not like I, someone got away. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So like,
0: what do you? What is there to worry about? Yeah. But I also was really in a like Des saw me doing like behind like Nikki Glazer's like Insta story once and was like, Oh, she's cute It was me just doing my thing finally and not like Gosh. actually decentering men is what I like to say.
1: But no, it's really true, it's really hard and especially you you had a like you have an extremely successful career you know you're you You do there's like there's no (laughs) denying that do you know what I mean and so even when you met him you were already like a a star do you know so you had all this stuff and that can be hard for men they don't like to be outshone or whatever whereas I feel like and i'm totally putting this in des's head so if des ever listens i don't know if this is true but mm-hmm. this is what i thought at the time that i was like oh this is the perfect woman for des because Aww. you're not but you're also like he's never going to question if you were going after him because he's like you weren't like um it must be hard being like really successful and always questioning. Is people just like going after the comic? Mm-hmm. Or are they just liking me because they've watched all my videos? And Des Whereas is so
0: not like. Both of you are like successful. Both of you yeah. are going for the person. If that makes well, sense. Well, yeah. What I he met he proposed to me before he ever saw me do stand up, yeah. which is risky. <laughs> what we were thinking, but also he like he some comics off stage are like so comicky, like always talking yeah. about the career, trying to get jokes like. Him off stage is such a normal person. So like, I really met him for s- really such the person. Our first date, we were talking about tennis. He was telling me, you know, obviously, how he speaks Mandarin. I just thought I was like, this man is like so much smarter than me, and I like respect his brain. And I never even dated a guy who was older than me. Like, I didn't even have like it wasn't like
1: a thing. I just happened to like fall in love with his brain. Yeah, I know he's the smartest just so nerdy. I've met. He was like, we should call the podcast pug- Ganesh or something. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, cake. <laughs> And he was like, that's the Irish for sex. And I was like, oh my God, I actually... Was born in Ireland this man knows no, more about the Ireland. the a
0: of things he says to me, and I'm like, what does that mean? And he's really serious. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. Look, I can't have everything. <laughs> he okay? like fact
1: checked one of my jokes, <laughs> and he was like, you have to stop saying since 1922 because it was actually 1944. And I was yeah. like, oh, "I have so many
0: times I just ask him questions. He's like, can you just Google that? I'm like, why would I Google it when I have a human Google right here that could give me some color with yeah. the answer?
1: And I should say, he didn't say have to stop. He was like, just to let you know. But I was like, <laughs> that was a polite way of being like, you're totally factually incorrect with this irish <laughs> joke
0: but it's what's so funny is our first date was in the hamptons and i at the time had a reality tv show based in the hamptons so the hamptons is kind of like you get seen in the hamptons like it was like where i was filming so i remember we got a, in a place in like sag harbor and i remember being like oh my god like what if someone recognizes me during this date like because i haven't been outside the house like i was being like what is life like now yeah, yeah. no one recognized me and then we were walking back to the car and some car honks and goes, there's Bishop Ireland. And I was like, what? Like he got recognized. And at first like, I was like, what the fuck? But I, I'm not trying to act like I'm not like, I didn't know who Des Bishop was. I was a, f- I was a fangirl because I saw him at the cellar. Yeah. Like six years ago. And I just was like, who's this hot guy with this low voice and good sense of humor? Anyway, and great head suits? of hair. And he he wears wears suit. Like, nice I just on remember stage. thinking he's so hot, and then he talked about how he lives in Ireland, and I was like, "Guess mm, I'll never marry that guy." That's this is like it's crazy. That is crazy. I, I love literally because also like let's be honest, there's not a lot of comics you see on stage that yeah. so I'm like, "That's my husband." I was in marketing at the time. I was like
1: 24.
0: Saw him on stage. I remember thinking like, "What a hottie!"
1: I lo- my boyfriend has a similar uh, story that so like five years ago, whenever that storm was that took over like the whole. Hope. oh yeah like the nor'easter yeah and, and i'd gotten like food poison but i was on stage that <laughs> day yeah i was talking <laughs> about like how i'd like experience this food poison during the storm and like the plane having to turn around and all this stuff and he had said that he had like seen me at a couple of open mics and he had like a crush on me but he was like oh she's like irish and she'd never be interested and then he said that i was talking about this food poisoning story and he'd also been food poisoned so he was like i'll talk to her about that and then he said he just bottled it and didn't talk to me and then like four years later or five years later i dm'd him do after. you remember seeing him around I saw him around and like he was like so like just like a kid because he's five years younger than me and yeah. he was like he's just like very quiet. He, and he needed dressed, those four years to marinate. Yeah, yeah, and dress like a kid. And then I saw him after the, during the pandemic. We were we were like uh, late night at New York, and he was. um Uh, just like on stage talking about wanting to have a girlfriend how he doesn't like to hook up and I was like that's all I need to know and he was like kind of like held himself better and dressed better he was just trying to get pussy he knew you were listening he's like I
0: just want to find like the right girl for me it's really hard out here I just want to be funny and Irish and like have a good laugh I don't know does anyone know he's like I love
1: Guinness and potatoes (laughs)
0: love potatoes (laughs) Um, but yeah no I love that that's so amazing it is interesting I always with dating would try to be like I was, I'm competitive and like a type A personality. So I'd always be like, what do I have to do? What do I have to say? Where do I have to be to find the one? Like, like I took it like love was just like everything else, like my career or school. Like you just got to work hard and you'll get it. Yeah. It's not. And also the more you force stuff, like you get yourself in situations that are not healthy for you because you like force something with someone that maybe wasn't right for you because yeah. you were like, I need this or I want this. So I feel like yeah. it was with des it was the first time where like i just was kind of i really was myself i dealt with a lot of hardship when we first met like i wasn't like it was during covid that shit was hard rally tv hard but it's just like
1: there's a natural gravitation
0: that you'll find with the right person
1: it's true and it feels like nearly wrong to say this on a dating podcast but All these things that give rules and tips. It's all right. It's just like, it's such a fucking
0: fluke. I would literally be like, okay, what should I say? That's so funny in front of him to make him be obsessed with me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to his ugly friend first and then he's going to notice me. Like there are all these strategies when I realized like I could have done anything and Des would have gravitated toward me.
1: Yeah. Once they like it, they like it. It I literally cried when he proposed
0: and I told my mom, I go, this is the thing I've worked Um, the least at in my life is my relationship with him. As in like. I didn't have to try and for all the girlies listening who like are dating it's like just do you and manifest don't manifest the man manifest that like the right energy will be attracted to your authentic energy and if you're not yourself you're gonna attract the wrong people and when you are yourself it's so fucking beautiful because when a guy
1: falls in love with you for you holy fuck you're just secure then as well because if you were putting on a pretense then you're insecure in the relationship because you're not being yourself. And
0: anyone else could act like that. If he falls in love with you for you and all your fucking like imperfections, no one is out there that is like that. So lean in.
1: I'm like, I guess a little neurotic. Like I can't, Leland can't be on his phone when we're watching TV because the light distracts my eye, (laughs) which is fucking crazy.
0: It does not like like, when I type near him. (sighs) And I'm like, (laughs) I'm a working woman, babe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but like Leland will just go, oh, yeah, sorry. And he'll just put his phone away or he'll do like this so it's not on the tv and yeah it, it's just nice he's not like you're a fucking weirdo he's just it's like finding oh, okay. which demons are <laughs>
0: like healthy with the other person's demons yeah, like
1: yeah. So, like even stuff that Des does that
0: like some of it makes me laugh where i feel like in other relationships it could be contentious where like i think everything he does is so funny and like i know him deep down where i know it all comes out of like love and caring and i like the stuff that makes him quirky
1: yeah yeah you know what's um when you were saying about mental health as well and everything you were like going through and get into a good uh, mental health space so like me and my sister will like I've talked about stuff and like just like you know for different reasons and and different diagnoses and different stuff but like there's been times where we've just been like oh like just like struggling and I'm very happy and present myself as very happy but that's like a very Irish thing you don't talk about your mental health and there, there's no reason, like I, i here. People talk about it so openly, but I would never. People just think that I'm okay because, but I'm like, no, I'm. I should be polite. I'm in at the outside world. Yeah. But there's been lots of times with my boyfriend where, like, I'm having like a depression thing and I'm just like really going through it. And he's just, like, so supportive and so good. And, mm-hmm. I, like, every time I'm like, oh, this is why. Because he, like, really helps with this. Not that he's, like, a therapist, but he's just, like, there. And not, not being like, oh, just luck it up or just move on. Or, like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. For yeah, you this can't way. mask
0: 24-7. Yes. Especially, like, when you're with a performer. Like, doesn't I? We will turn it on. Like, we do shows together. Yeah. The second we're back in the green room, it's, like, you're just raw. You're, some, and sometimes he'll be like, stop talking to people you don't have to take those photos you don't have to do this you just need to rest <laughs> and like he gives that. you the ability to do that and i also know like yeah but he likes to focus a certain way before shows and like it's you allowing the person to be like because your social battery will run out yeah. and you cannot pretend anymore especially as performer I cannot pretend but <laughs> girls are really good at masking like mm-hmm. putting on anything to make everyone around us feel more comfortable
1: oh yeah and that's like as well I feel like for me and you're probably the same way I'm like oh if if someone like let's say if Pat walked in here now and he was like in a mood I can feel the mood oh for sure which actually makes you good for comedy because I can read the audience really yes. well but then in social situations I have to not like internalize or take personally if someone's like in a bad mood or have to feel like I got gotta be like are you okay so that's like something i've or you feel like it's your job to make them feel better and like god forbid they have a bad experience within you when it has nothing to do with you Yeah, they're just they're just sitting But that's
0: exhausting because yeah i'm a sensitive bitch like i'm sensitive and i'm hypersensitive and about people around me and um you have to find someone whose energy when you're with calms you
1: yeah and
0: that's so important if you feel because I am so actually like I'm obviously very extroverted but I don't like socializing that much especially like big groups it's really exhausting for me cuz I feel like I need everyone to like know. you know get along and we're all having fun we're having fun right like I'll be the party I know. but then I need to fucking like I will work the room and people are like she loves it I'm like no I'm do- I'm going 150 and I'm just sleep with my cat after this <laughs> cuz if I serve I'm going to serve but you after a date or after like a long conversation if you feel drained after listen to your gut mhm But if someone energizes you, like that's like the right friends, that's the right people. And then you realize life's too short because we get tired with age. And I'm like, I don't have time to be drained.
1: It's so true as well. Like I was dating so many guys that were draining me. And then when I started dating Leland, he was so nice and like relaxing and energizing. But then I replaced the guys with like draining friends. Mm -hmm. And I have some amazing, great friends. But sometimes a person can slip through the cracks and you don't realize because it's under the the guise of a friend yes, and all of a sudden they're like monopolizing your time you're exhausted when you're with them but it's nearly it's a really good important thing that you said friends too because sometimes we only Look at the toxicness in like boyfriends when it's like all relationships, if that's a family member or a parent or, you know, like a a friend. And yeah, that was something when I finally got over dating toxic men, I was like letting people like take too much of me in friendships. Yes. Which was like a big lesson to learn.
0: Yeah. And you're not a bitch for like kind of st- like pulling away from that because maybe there's someone else who <laughs> will be able to <laughs> connect with them or like they're just finding whatever like person will accept the toxicness or it's like if that person really knew what they were doing to you like they wouldn't want you to force or like they wouldn't want that kind of pain yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even relationships it's like don't stay with people just because you don't want to make them feel bad like yeah. they want to be with someone who feels good about them so sometimes it's like also your gut just tells you stuff i think with friendships when you're young it's all about like do i have friends do i have friends and then it's you have to actively like set up a good friend group because like the wrong people will easily slip into your life
1: And you, I think, like with dating, you can like love bomb and trauma bond, and then like you know, a month in, you're like, I love you, (laughs) and you know, it can be like some like there's sometimes where that's you know worked out, but a lot of the time it can be just like a, a a, like a very intense, and then people don't realize that can also happen in friendships, like because some of my best friendships are friends that I've had for years and just slowly developed and we've gotten to know each other and then I'll have these other friends where you're like telling every ch- everything uh, straight away and then you're like shit I don't even know what this person is. <laughs> Wait that is so right. I feel like friendship love bombing is so similar. Like some people you have this like crazy connection really early on and then you realize like you do this with everyone. Yeah. Oh and that's the worst when you're like you know this, this person will be like you're my best friend but then they're like oh but this is my best friend and you're like oh I'm not your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just named th- like 50 people. My biggest advice for like early dating
0: on because obviously we've been in New York for a while we've seen red flags my biggest red flag is if early on they say they really like you yeah and when I say early on I mean like first date second date third date they say they really like you they talk about your looks they've never you. met someone like you they start talking about the future like that shit is yeah. for real fucked up because like Des and I fell in love very very fast but like he wasn't first date being like I really like you like I want to see our lives together we just like couldn't stop talking in general yeah. but it was not about the future And sometimes I'll be like, I want him to tell me, like, how beautiful and hot I am. And then I realize those guys sometimes are the ones who are the most problematic. Because I'm like, why are you saying that? I hate to be like, but it's like, you get a lot of flowers. Did you cheat on me? Like, sometimes, like, if the guy's being too much, I'm like, where'd you get that
1: line from? And how many people are you saying it to? No, you're so right. All the guys who have done that to me who have been too much and really intense and like that, the flowers straight away that I've never met anyone like. Do you know how many men who've told me they've never met anyone like me, but then not wanted to commit? (laughs) It is like a universal joke. <laughs> Leland was the first guy in New York that was like, uh, after two weeks, he was going away to a wedding. And then when he came back, um, he, he was like, and I was like, oh, I don't want to know if you like kiss anybody. And he was like, oh, my God, we like know each other before we started dating. Like in my head, we're exclusive. Like, I don't want you to think that that would happen and I was like okay cool and he goes well since we've said we're exclusive to me that's just a relationship can we just say a relationship and I was like oh yeah okay cool okay mature king I, know, right. well, I always think like if you feel like
0: do I have to ask him what are if you're asking what we are like it's not it yeah because like you never want to feel like you need to convince someone to be with you it just happens like I don't even remember when does and I became boyfriend I And mean, we were just like I joke that like we were married the second we met
1: what's it like <laughs> was there like a transition between like so before you were married versus when you got married did it feel different different great
0: question I do feel like after the wedding first of all you initially get this like I want to have kids with this person which is like so weird like chemical thing where like the second you're like official and like he's your husband you're like I want to make babies with you and then you're like I can't take care of myself so maybe we'll wait a little bit but there was a sense of calmness yeah that like it was I I feel like weddings are still like it's kind of like patriarchy bullshit to an extent but like it's there was a calmness that like we both were us now like it's just us and he's my teammate he's my like my partner it's because marriage is less about like who's my like biggest you know this love of my life it's like who do I want to survive life
1: with yeah and I know people say like the patriarchal thing and everything like but I think at this point for you it's not like you were like marrying him so you'd feel secure and have a house and like a you know and like a sense of like like you have your you are like like, a, like, you were, like, killing it. You were, like, you were very, you know what I mean? I do think I did it my own way. Yeah. Because the whole
0: concept, like, I, I came in very feminist. There's a lot of things that you're, like, okay. Like, the whole, like, wearing the white because you're a virgin. And then, like, your father handing you off to him. And, like, the father's asking. I, like, I had both my parents walk me. I forgot to even, like, hug them after because I was, like, where do I put the bu- bouquet? Like, yeah. it was very, it. I did it my own way. And I just don't like the concept of, like, this is the most amazing thing you've ever done is found a man. It was more just like a celebration of like, wow, when are all of our friends gonna be together and family this one time? So I like feel like I love marriage. It depends like the way you put it. I did not like the whole concept. I I felt uncomfortable as a bride. Like I love attention, but not that kind of attention. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that on my Debs. I had like a stress rash.
1: Like the Debs photos all had to go in black and white. Like me
0: walking down, like, and everyone's staring at me and me being like, I'm about to be like connected to a man. It seems so like, I'd rather be talking about blowjobs on a podcast and trying to get people to laugh. It was so like, I'm like, this is not me, you guys. Like my dad and I, my dad is like the funniest guy I've ever met besides Dez. We start doing the father-daughter dance and 30 seconds in, he was like, I don't, this is so awkward (laughs) because we just want to like talk to, I'm like, what are we doing here? So, but we made it like our own and Dez, like... He he let me kind of, like, plan everything. So, like, the day of, he re- it couldn't have gone smoother. But I also, like, looking back, I'm like, we could have eloped. Like, we could have saved a lot of money and eloped. But... But but you it's have memories that, that will never forget. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. like, when else are you gonna wear a white dress? True. True, but also it's not. It was not the kind of thing that I was like, oh, I wish I could do it next weekend. It was like, we survived. Thank yeah. you. It all went well. Everyone had a great time. We have photos. We'll put it
1: up in a frame. My stepmom is kind of like a badass. She didn't wear a white dress, and she wore a dress that she had already. It was like this gorgeous turquoise dress. That's
0: iconic. Isn't that
1: so cool? That's
0: iconic. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that you're like, why do you do it? And if you read the history, you're like. Ah okay not necessary
1: yeah yeah she was like your your dad was like divorced i'm not gonna wear a white dress i I think
0: something like that. i switched like where the groom stands because it wasn't my good side (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't want tons of pictures of my bad side like i'm not doing that and we had we actually had an irish american judge bernie graham who i grew up with um and he had like once like rescued me I was like almost drowning in the ocean when I was little and he like rescued me from the ocean and we were like getting married on the ocean and he it was like this beautiful and he was so funny also our friends are crazy so like during the ceremony people were like heckling us like
1: like laughter like it felt
0: like we were at a comedy show like yes. it was it was it couldn't have been
1: more it sounds us. a bit like as well like casey and robbie's wedding seemed oh like God. so like comedy like yes. fun yeah. yeah
0: it's just you have to make it yours yeah. so i i weddings it, it was it was a good experience even though i know that like we didn't need
1: to go full out with the wedding but yeah I'm glad that we. Did. i know i've said that to my boyfriend that i wouldn't mind if we just like eloped but um Had, he, like a beautiful dinner or something. yeah but no he wants to have a party with his friend and i've been like oh i'd love to do it in ireland and he's like no new york because uh, like or a both a lot of the friends are poor yeah his family were like we'd also go to ireland but yeah it's like it's just a fun thing to celebrate i don't want to be like out like 50 grand or whatever because i don't have that no but, literally um, but, but I- I, getting married in Ireland would be so fucking cool. We yeah. took like engagement photos in Ireland. But the fact that a cat chose you in Ireland as well, by the way, automatically makes you an Irish girly. As wait, you say. I ta- I th- talked about this yesterday. You guys don't <laughs> understand. Where, where where did we go again? What was it I called? I can't remember. It was like a were, meditation it like, center. It was like
0: green and it was the it most was like, gorgeous <sighs> cliff. does it gonna be mad that I it's forgot? It's not he, he was. What did you say? Cliff's of Moher. No. It was like. Is it like cork? Probably cork. I have no fucking clue. I'm so bad with directions. Also, he was getting mad because I kept falling asleep in the car. Whenever I'd fall asleep, it would rain. And then when I'd wake up, it wouldn't be raining. And I'm like, Ireland has the best weather. What are you talking (laughs) about? And he's like, you keep sleeping. Because, you know, it's like raining every 30 minutes. And I was like, just the rain. Anyway, I think it's so fucking beautiful. The color green, it's never been more green. This cat starts following us. And obviously, I'm like, stop all our plans. We need to pet this cat. And the cat just climbs onto my back, and walks with me. And I'm like, "So this is my cat now." Yeah, we walk cool. all over. Then at one point, like I think we put the cat down, and the cat. We tried to go somewhere, and the cat would just be following us. Her name is Moxie.
1: Shout out to Moxie. We miss this cat every day. I, I, lo- I love, I love it. Um. So before we wrap up, I have a couple of things that I wanted to ask. Oh, qu- really quickly, what's your ick?
0: Oh, oh my god, <laughs> my ick. Oh my god if you could see the
1: white on guys nails oh yeah i hate when you can see sometimes i see a guy doing a tiktok and i can see like his like fingernail is long yeah 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 and it's not like oh you're feminine
0: it's more like oh so you think it's saw three when you finger people
1: you think it's what <laughs> what
0: did you say Saw three. Saw- i don't even know yeah saw three it's like a horror movie oh, <laughs> oh,
1: gross, gross, gross. No. but it's like you clearly like like have some respect no, I want a guy who has, like, a condition where he, like, they're, like... Yeah, I want it down to down. the nub. Yeah. I want down to the bone. And then, um, uh, two things. So, firstly, a guy from Patreon, Kurt, asked, what gives... Okay, ask Hannah, what gives her the most joy, satisfaction about her comedic work?
0: It's very deep. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Kurt. Okay, Zaddy. Um, I like to make people question things that... Of how things are, and I like to say things that like women are afraid to say, and then normalize it.
1: Yeah, that's great. Like
0: I'm recently on this thing where I like talk about how like I'm jealous of bald men because it's so like shiny and beautiful, and how like my pussy doesn't look like that, and like I'm always ingrown hairs, razor burns. Because I used to have like I couldn't even wear bikinis at one point because like I'd get I would play a lot of tennis, and I the friction I don't know, but I'd have the worst bikini line ever. And as I started talking about it, and then people were laughing, I'm like, that means you've experienced yeah, this. Yeah. So I'm normalizing not having like a glass pussy.
1: I think it's uh, so <laughs> great because your stuff is very like, even the question. So it's so funny that you, we did the, like, you do the Han on the Streets, you do the Man on the Streets. Yes, the which hand. you were amazing. Thank you you it crushed fun. it. I had so much fun. But it's crazy because you were asking me, like, really, like, let's say, like, sexual questions. And I'm answering the way I would. Whereas, like, 10 years ago, I would have, like, also just answered, like, no, like, or maybe, let's say, even, like, maybe not 10 years ago but definitely when I first moved to America and I started talking about sex and like learning about it because of comedy and stuff then I would go out to like maybe like an Irish group of friends and just openly be like talk about and they like I definitely get like a bit of side eye sometimes yeah (laughs) different with my Latin friends because they're like so funny and like like they're just naked everywhere yeah yeah they're like (laughs) yeah but but and and now it's like people are seeing that or even like people messaging me from home being like I can't believe you're talking about this on the podcast and then, and, and some people were like, oh, it's so great that you're talking about this on the podcast, but it's just funny that you're making it normal. So people are like, oh, that's so great that you were on that. And it's so great that you said well, that. Well, Katie, like, your video
0: is the biggest video I've ever posted with over 30 million views. And you're the first person where people, it means that they like were into that answer because they like stayed with the video. the rugby hat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Lots of rugby fans out yeah. there. I'm big in the rugby demo. But I do think that. It's kind of like why Call Her Daddy did well. It's because it was like these two hot girls talking about sex and that never been done before. People love to put women in boxes. Like, she's the hot one. She's the messy one. She's the sad one. Mm -hmm. She's the anxious one. She's the whore. And, like, I want to show that women can be multifaceted. So I think it's to show, like, if I'm on stage, I feel like you had to be like, I'm the ugly best friend who just talks about pussy when it's like, no, I'm main character energy. I'm fucking confident in my shit. But I'm also depressed. I'm anxious. I have issues. I have problems with my bikini line so i want girls to like lean into that multifacetedness and i think Mm -hmm. that video did so well because it was like normal confident girls on the street saying funny things about like if they shave their cooch yeah and i so i think like that gives me that gets me off like that makes me so happy to make women feel because i think it's empowering it's empowering when you're not when you're taking up space so I'm honestly just, like, trying to take up as much space as I can and just fill it with, like, women. <laughs> that that was, absolutely. That was insane, but, like, I'm a feminist commune. No,
1: no, no. That- Sense. And I think as well, um, it's the one thing that every single woman can agree that they have an insecurity is about, should I shave my pussy? Should I not shave my pussy? Is my pussy okay? Is it, it's like, oh, is this a smell? It's like, so it's really great. And we all realize that it's all over the place. There's no
0: one right answer. It's like, honestly, how you own it and being comfortable in your own skin. Because all you guys had different answers, but all of them were great. And men...
1: And if you're, they're lucky
0: to be there, men don't give a fuck. And if
1: you're having sex with women, they definitely don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, it's you have, just are having our sex own with women, You're orgasming all the time. Yeah, so the only time I remember, about. it's so funny. The only time someone was like, like, like ew was like a gay guy and he's not fucking me. Well, he sh- he sh- yeah, they should be disgusted by <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. I'm. Gl- that's called you're not attracted to me. Okay, before we go, wait. I wanted because you were saying about being um, an Irish girl. So I wanted to uh, run these things by you really quickly. So if you're in Ireland and yes. you're an Irish girl, yes. how should you take a compliment?
0: Um, you you don't accept it or you like say something mean back to them. <laughs>
1: Or you can always say penny's Son. Penny's son. Uh, thanks, Emil. Okay. I'm um, grand. Um what else? Uh, do you drink tea? Um, yes. If you do, would you be Barry's or Lions? Oh, okay, now you're trying to get me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um Lions. Oh my God, I'm Lions too, but I'm (laughs) I'm about to get cancelled as well for this. Leland is Barry's, which is so cute. Okay, (laughs) drama. I know. And then, what are uh, the, if you have kids, would you guys raise them in an Irish way? Um, Des definitely would. Okay, so then you, uh, no affection. You, yeah, yeah, don't, don't hit your kids, but you can definitely threaten them with the wooden spoon. <laughs>
0: Treaten them for <laughs> sure. We're threatening them.
1: Well, did de- you guys have the wooden spoon as a, they well, would pull it? Des out jokes
0: that he was hit growing up. Yeah, I that was makes sense. Literally the traditional, like, timeout. Where yeah. I was always putting a timeout. I was always in the my corner of my room. My dad time out with my brothers and they sisters. They do the countdown, they go five, four, <laughs> three, and like, you're always, like, you'd wait till my dad would be like two and a half one and three quarters and then you'd be like fine and you'd like go but I would try to escape my room I was naughty my mom put soap in my mouth before that was the only physical interact because she said I had a I had a which honestly she should still she'd run
1: out of soap with Des or any Irish person (laughs) Um, yeah my dad once forgot about my brother and it was so funny he had him in like the he put them on the naughty step and they were just like chilling in the kitchen and it was like at least an hour and then he was like Jesus I forgot about John he was like okay okay (laughs) Good now. Come in. My
0: parents used (laughs) to play the quiet game because we were so loud and annoying, but we were very competitive. So my brother and I would play the silent game where it's whoever talks first loses. So we'd go hours just like. Uh (laughs) And it was honestly the most genius thing. But to wrap it up, I it comes full circle because my, about being like a female comic and being gross. My dad once was like recently pulled aside by this guy in like his 20s being like, hey, I see your daughter online, like YouTube, TikTok. And he's like how do you feel about it? Mm. And my dad was like, what do you mean? Because also my dad has been my coach through tennis. Like he just wants me to be happy. Yeah. All he wants is for me to be happy. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, he says, she's kind of (laughs) gross. And my dad literally laughs. My dad's a feminist icon, but my dad laughs and he's like, what do you think she gets it from? She's my daughter, you know? And like, yeah, she's gross, but it's hilarious. And like, I, I
1: think like if I was a dude, he would never pull my dad aside. No. And it wouldn't be gross. It's only gross because a woman, lads, literally were like, "Oh, I jerked off into this cup of tea or whatever." Do you know what I mean? And then a woman's just like, "How should we shave our vagina?" And they're like, "Ew." And you know what? Hopefully, in five
0: years, like, it won't be considered gross a woman doing that stuff. And also, I don't even consider myself
1: like that dirty of a comedian. No, you're not. And like, we've had you know, jokes. Yeah, and Des, as he says, we should never call it dirty, because I'd always be like, oh, I have a dirty bit, and he's like, don't be calling it dirty, and it's like, it's just (laughs) material. Don't call
0: it dirty, just do your thing, Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so funny. (laughs) He has, like, JV football coach energy all the time.
1: Yeah. um, Okay. I think that's it. Let's wrap it up. Okay, so you have your Burning in Hell podcast. Yes.
0: And you have an, your Giggly Squad? Giggly. So Giggly Squad is my best friend, us making fun of everything. And Burning in Hell is more interviews, mental health. I actually just had Barbara Corcoran on, which is crazy. The girl from Shark Tank? Yeah, she's incredible. Oh my God. Okay, that I episode's coming out. And then go to com for um tickets to shows coming up. Will you be performing in Ireland soon? I really hope. I think I'm going to do like a... I call it a European moment, <laughs> but like I need to, I need to go to Ireland and perform. I want to perform in Dublin, Cork. I want to do it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be amazing. So yeah, everybody make sure and go. Uh, Keep an eye out. Yeah. I, I'd say follow, but they're already following you. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many guests here that I'm like, you're already, you know, like last week was Jared Freed. I'm like, you're already following him. <laughs> but, um, uh, so Patreon for, ch- <laughs> Patreon forward slash The Shift Podcast. Also, Pat's info will be in the description as usual. And um, yeah, I love you. Thanks for doing it. Oh my God, God, I love you too. So thanks. This
0: is so much fun. Right? Deep, funny, cute.
1: Yeah. We talked about cats. <laughs> we talked about pussy hair. We talked about love. <laughs> yes. We, we've solved all the world's problems. Yeah. Okay. So love you all. Rate, review. Don't forget. Okay. And thanks. Bye. Hold up.